Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Joseph Duarte joins us now, covers the Houston Cougars. And Joseph, this is, um, look, I, I in no way do, like should anyone like be picking this upset regularly or all that, but there is a lot of emotion going into this game, particularly from Houston fans, because a long time ago, DeLos Dodd said they'd never set foot in Houston in the stadium again. And now at least one more time in the history of the world, this is going to happen. And I know there's going to be a lot of Longhorn fans there, but is the Cougar faithfuls dander up this week for this one in particular? Well, this, this is the Super Bowl. I mean, this was the one on the schedule that they looked at, that they hoped that they would get because, you know, there, there were no guarantees. You knew that you had Texas for one year. Would, would you have to go to Austin? I got the feeling that the Big 12 was going to send Oklahoma and Texas to as many places as, as they could, and Houston seemed like the natural spot to host this game. But, but yes, the, the fan base has been pumped for this one. Uh, you know, Dana Hogerson said this week, look, uh, the message has been just beat Texas. You can go one and eleven, but just make sure that one win is against Texas. Now I don't really believe that that he can go one and eleven. Uh, but overall, it just shows the the magnitude of what this game means to people. Uh, the fact that it's only, it's been twenty one years since they played. Uh, you know, you had Andre Ware and Vince Young get together this week here in town to kind of pump up the game. So there's a lot of interest, a lot of excitement, and. Uh, you're right. Sellout crowd probably going to be 60-40 Texas, if I had to guess. But uh, nonetheless, it's going to be a, a great atmosphere. Just for historical purposes, for that fan base, when Texas went to the Big 12, when all the stuff was said that was said, how how much did that sting? It did. And, you know, I think Houston fans and really a lot of fan bases typically want to blame Texas for everything. It doesn't matter. It rains tomorrow. Blame Texas. You know, <laughs> the, you ran out of hot dogs at the thing. Blame Texas. Uh, and that's just the way things are. But in terms of what this, uh, the sort of the, the last 30 years for Texas, you know, the politics involved and, and them not getting uh, into the Big 12 when it was originally formed, uh, there was a lot of resentment from Houston fans uh, over that, whether it was A&M, Texas, Baylor, uh, TCU, a combination of all of them. And and then you look at what's happened since the, the 2016 flirtation where Texas actually came out and publicly supported Houston's bid then. 
so that was sort of, uh, you know, maybe the things were turning then, but still no one got in. And then finally, you know, Texas gets in. But, you know, this, this runs really deep. Uh, back in the 70s when Houston first joined the Southwest Conference, they won, I believe, three of the first four years of, uh, that they were in the, the Southwest Conference Championship. So Houston had a lot of success. Uh, they beat uh, Texas handily during the run-and-shoot era of the late 80s. I think it was three out of four in Andre Ware's years. Uh, and then uh, you look at the Bleacher Gate. That's the most recent, and that's sort of where the Lost Dodds' comments came in. Back in 2001, they were they meeting at Robertson Stadium. U of H put up some uh, temporary bleachers that were eventually deemed unsafe, and they had to uh, send a lot of uh, Texas fans next door to Hoffine's Pavilion to watch the game on a on a TV screen. So there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bad blood between the schools, and you know if you're going to play one time. You know, Houston fans, they're going to get their money's worth out of this one. Yeah, absolutely. How much do you think last week buoys their spirits? Not only winning in a Hail Mary fashion, which that momentum and that excitement is great, but the way particularly Donovan Smith played in the second half of that game. It, it, it really boosted it because this was a program that desperately needed a win. Uh, I saw the TV pan to Dana uh, after West Virginia went up, and you could just see the look of, you know, they let another one slip away, uh, which has been common in the, in the closing seconds. And then for them to win it the way that they did, a huge momentum boost. And, and for Donovan Smith, he completed his last 16 passes in that game. He's completing 83% in the last three games, nine touchdowns, no pick. Uh, it's been a different Donovan Smith. And when he's on like that, this offense has shown the ability to put a point, 41 against West Virginia, 28 against uh, Texas Tech, and that was basically in one half, and then what they did against Sam Houston. So uh, there's a blueprint, and Donovan Smith knows how to beat Texas. He did it last year. That could be an interesting storyline in this game and, and him playing well recent and having that experience of beating the Longhorns last year. Joseph, how big was that win for Dana Holgerson's future last week? It, it, it was big because I, I think – another loss in that situation, and it really amps up the, the calls for Houston to make a change and, and, and make it more of a, a, more, uh, a sooner rather than later change. But the fact that they win that one, I think the, the, the hot seat meter is still really warm, but it gives him an opportunity to see where they can take this because if you're 2-4 and four going into Texas versus what they are now, 3-3, three and three, that's, that's a big difference. And you think about that Rice game. They could be 4-2 and two right now and just need two out of the last six to get to bowl. If he gets to a bowl, I, I see him coming back. That's a tough challenge right now because the next two weeks against Texas and Kansas State are going to be tough. Uh, but he needed that win, and you could see sort of a collective sigh after the game that you know they uh, sort of lived to play a, another week and lived to coach another week. So – my my assessment, we've talked to, I mean, you talked to him a lot more than we do, but we've had Chris Pesman on the show, is his feeling, you know, about Dana Holgerson, especially because they kind of knew what their roster situation, it, it, it kind of was going to be going into the year. They got a little bit raided by the portal. Um, it's going to be their first year that wanted to see how, like, how, how far they had to go before they, you know, kind of right. make long-term decisions. Is half of a season enough to know where they really are, or is it – you know, if they kind of keep winning and losing, winning and losing, is that okay for right now? 
I, I, I think it's okay. And I, and I think that, he, you know, they go the full season. If they were to make a change and they, they were sort of pushed against a wall that they had to make a change, it would, it would probably be uh, a coordinator, for instance. And, and maybe that gives Dana the, the ability to get another year. Because you're right, the, the expectations, you know, the AD came out and said 6-6, six and six, bowl game, be competitive. Those were sort of the year one expectations in the Big 12. And, you know, Dana has, you know, they've had two years to, to sort of get this roster to where they thought. And it's going to take more than two years. And they've shown that there's clearly a, a body type and, and talent level that you have to get to uh, when you play in the Big 12 moving up from the American. So I, I, I think if they continue and, and, you know, they have the win one here, lose one here, at this point you're running into what? the five, You have about a month left in the yeah. season. You don't you don't make a move until the end, and maybe that's when you reevaluate things. I would imagine worst case scenario uh, that that they that they make change they make a wholesale change across the board. Best case, maybe there's some some moves on the coaching staff, and they give Dana one more year. Yeah the um, the recruiting for them in particular, um, and this is no knock on on Cincinnati, which is in a nice. Hot recruiting hotbed, Arizona State's coming in, nice recruiting hotbed, mm-hmm. Orlando. But if you had told a coach, like, you can get three cities to recruit in, almost all of them would pick Houston. Like, you can't go anywhere else. You get three cities, almost all of them would pick Houston as one of them. So I would think it would bear out to see how you can do over a little bit more time just even keeping your local talent there. Oh, yeah, and if you just keep a few of them, I mean, think about – the talent that comes through there's there's plenty for every mouth to feed you know uh, among schools because i mean this is such a, a recruiting hotbed and, and to dana's credit if you look at the the class that that he got last year you know that includes uh, jonah wilson he's the four-star receiver mikhail harrison pilot he was a four-star receiver mm-hmm. uh, jacoby banks he was another one parker jenkins so i mean they had some really good fits uh, for this team, and and the, the two receivers haven't had to play this year because they're a lot deeper at receiver uh, than what they thought they were going to be. So, you know, his last recruiting class, for, I guess for twenty three, was was you know filled with some really nice pieces, and I think it, it gives them the opportunity. You know, they've been off a little bit of a slow start this year. I, I, I last check, I believe they were maybe at eight or so recruits for for twenty four. Uh, and now with the rule change and how many guys you bring in, Dana's made it a point to say that a, a lot of what they're going to do is probably going to include the portal. You know, they're going to they're going to have pick their spots with with high school recruits. But they, you know, when you need to turn things around and you need to fill some holes fast, the portal's the way to go. So I, I think you're right. You know, if you give them that another year to see what you can do from a recruiting standpoint, especially in Houston, you can make a difference and you can change your roster pretty fast. Now, I know that Dana Holgerson isn't um, like a free and easy type guy, just in general. Uh, but if he's ever had a game where, you know, he can play free and easy, like they can coach free and easy. And I mean, there's there's not expectations on Houston to win this game. And Texas now, uh, because they want to get back in the Big 12 title game, they just took the loss to Oklahoma. You know, they're at maybe – could be the only time this year where they're maybe at a, like an emotionally vulnerable point. Uh, so is there a bit of, you know, just play it free and easy, damn the torpedoes, let's go? There should be. I mean, that that's sort of the, you know, he was like this week, you know, 
we got nothing to lose. And that's probably the best approach to take, put all the pressure on Texas. Texas doesn't want to be the team to come in to lose to a 500 Houston. They don't want to see everything just blow up in their face, their chance at the playoff, all that stuff. And like you said, if you're Houston, you upset Texas and, you know, Dana, Dana's for sure coming back. Uh, it, it's the one, it's the one game, you know, that's that, that game, like you said, free and easy, send your guys out there, uh, play loose. And, and I think that's what you'll see because you don't, you know, you're not, it's not a pressure pack situation. You know, it's, there's not, nobody expects Houston to win the same. I think I saw where it was 7% chance or less to win this game, according to most of the analytics. So what do you have to lose? So I think that's the best approach and you just, See how it plays out. I remember in 2016, third-ranked Louisville came to Houston. Now, Houston had a, a pretty decent, uh, you know, win before the, at the beginning of the year to Oklahoma. Their defense was pretty good. But really, everybody thought Lamar Jackson was going to come in and they were going to put up another 40, 50 points like they had everyone else that season. And Houston gets a bunch of turnovers. They're up 30. They sack them 11 times, and, and it's a huge upset. Could that happen? Probably not, but that was a game that nobody thought Houston would be competitive in, and they ended up winning. So stranger things have happened, and uh, that's why uh, that's why every Saturday is pretty fun to watch. They need to show that game on a loop like they do Rudy at the Notre Dame bookstore, like just <laughs> over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, or any wins. Andre wears three wins over Texas. Like throw those throw those on everywhere they step. Just little moments, so they they're just in their subconscious. Joseph, thanks that's for what people don't realize. Yeah, with with you know, this is more for the older generation mm-hmm. that that remembers the the rivalry and the Southwest Conference. This means a lot to those. You know, if you ask a, a college freshman or sophomore right now, they they have no idea about ben, even Vince Young. You know, and we're talking that's just eighteen years ago. None of yeah. these people were born for the yeah. most part, but but it's still a rivalry game. And they don't play very often. So if you're Houston, if this is the last chance you're going to get, you know, go out there and win. Otherwise, you're going to need Kelvin Sampson to uh, to win a couple uh, in basketball season. Yeah, absolutely. Joseph, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate the time when we get it. Enjoy the game this week. Thanks a lot. Thanks, right. Paul. There you go. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.